Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, it's Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and welcome to another episode of Be Unique's Unscripted, where we talk to artists, musicians, performers, and business professionals. My name is Tony Taylor, I'll be your host for this evening. You know, you could spend your Thursday nights anywhere, and we are excited you're spending it with us. The conversation is cool, it's calm, and it's casual. You can also be a part of the conversation by dialing 516 418 5651. Now, before we begin, let's talk about why you need to get on your phone and go to beunique.org. That's B U N E K E.org. Here's what Be Unique is all about. Our mission is to work today to change tomorrow using digital mediums to connect the world with professional storytelling and media production. We work to educate, inspire, and foster positivity and creativity worldwide through video, audio, and a spectacular literary magazine featuring writers from around the world. The newest Be Unique magazine is out right now, and you can read it online along with Be Unique Brevard magazine, the Space Coast premiere magazine. Be Unique is also a media powerhouse. Not only do you get this incredible podcast hosted by me, Tony Taylor, but 11 other shows. So sit back Get comfortable and get ready to dial 516-418-5651 with your questions, comments, and whatever else you may want to say. Let's meet our guest. All right, everybody. It is Thursday night. It is 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You're listening to Be Unique Unscripted. My name is Tony Taylor. I'm your host. On this episode of Unscripted, we are speaking with comedian Lisa Rod Davis of Orlando, Florida, to find out. What makes things funny and how she comes up with her material that makes us laugh? We are hoping to go into the mind of a working professional to highlight those elements which tickle our funny bones. Lisa brings her stories and unique perspective on parenting, teaching, and now dating to Unscripted. She has been touring and making audiences laugh while continuing to gather stories as a classroom teacher, a hilariously relatable comic. Lisa is not a comedian to miss. Lisa Rod Davis, welcome to Unscripted. How are you this evening? Uh, I'm doing great. How are you? I am great, and it is a pleasure speaking with you. So let's, let's, let's not beat around the bush in anything. Let's go ahead and describe. I'll tell you, Lisa, where, how, how do you gather your material to make us laugh? Unfortunately, it is my life. (laughs) (laughs) Things that I that I notice, things that happen to me in my life, and I just sometimes I'm writing down. Someone will say something to me, and I immediately have a callback to them, and I'm like, oh, let me write that down. That was actually funny. (laughs) So yeah. Do you do you things uh, that happen in my life? (laughs) Do you carry around a notebook to make sure you don't miss these events? Um, I used to now, I, and I do have, but right now I um, I just grab my phone and I use the notes section. And sometimes right. I'll just text a friend and say, this has nothing to do with you. I just, I need this. And then I'll go back and write about it. Sometimes I can't even remember <laughs> what it is. But like, 
um, I wrote something down the other day, and it was um, the MACT, and I was like, what is that? And I, I, it took me forever, and finally I remembered that I look like I'm, because of my age, uh, people will ask me, are you going through midlife? I'm like, yeah, this is my uh, midlife crisis tour. So, so you know, MLCT, the midlife crisis tour. But I, I, that's just my way of trying to get through a lot. And so I'll just text people random jokes, and they don't know what it means. And I don't know what it means until <laughs> I work on it. So. So so when did you discover um that you wanted to be a comedian? Well, I I wanted to a, when I was a lot younger, but um I never really saw any female comedians except like comedic actors like um you know, Rosanna Dan, I mean she's not obviously that's her character. But I used to love to like see all of the characters and like watch us now and i love that and i thought joan rivers was amazing right so i thought well i could i could do joan rivers but there really weren't very many females so i never thought i could actually do that and so i just you know went about my life and um i was going through getting separated and just thought you know I started going out and doing open mics and started doing things, and several comedians that run shows were like, hey, you should come be on our show, and let's work out some, co- you know, work, let's work together, let's write together. And um, I just started doing that and, and found that there was, like, a whole community of comedians right. that, that right. can be very supportive and helpful. So, and they, they really do, like, when something is your at your worst and you think, this is this is horrible. They're like right about it, and then it, you can make it funny. You know, they can you can find a you can find a punchline in there somewhere. So yeah, it's like a silver lining, but it's just a punchline. So my life well, is a punchline. Your life is a punchline. <laughs> now let me ask you this: Do do is there is there any truth to the rumor that? comedians really kind of uh, tend towards the dark side of life to find their comedy or is that Uh, just not true? Yeah. No, it's very true. I mean, that's like through tragedy comes comedy. Uh, You know, it's the opposite. You've got comedy and tragedy. Through tragedy you find some funny. But like a lot of comedians will say things that are very dark Right. And people think they're funny, but like some of it's very serious. And I sure. don't, you know, there are a lot of comedians with self-esteem issues and things like that. And you'd be surprised. I have stage fright, extreme stage fright. You've so got to be kidding me! I don't I've seen like you twice. I've seen you twice, and you've got to be uh, kidding me. You have stage fright. No, I mean, oh yeah, I mean, I think. I, I saw you before one of the shows, and I was like, I, oh, my God, oh, my God. Okay, and I'm, like, pacing, and I'm worried because it's a lot of pressure. You're in front of a lot of people. Sure. Um, you're not singing, which I think everyone would be happy that I don't do that. <laughs> but you're not singing. You're, I mean, listen to my voice. I, I was saying earlier I sound like I was, you know, gargling pine cones. But um, 
the you just go through and i people will say you've been doing this you know seven eight years how right. are you still nervous and i it's odd because i used to get really really scared and then i do a really good job and then when i didn't get nervous i didn't do as well so now really? i'm nervous but if i'm if i'm not nervous that makes me nervous like then I'm scared that I'm not I'm not worried and I'm like oh, so, God. It's, <laughs> so it's just I'm just yeah I, I'm neurotic and, um, yeah it's crazy I I never and that was the other thing I thought I would take like a a class that was offered like how to write a joke and I thought well you know you get to perform in front of people you get in front of these people you ha- it's forcing yourself to do things and if people don't laugh. You have to just suck it up and say, really? oh, you know, it is what it is. I, everybody bombs, and right, right. and I have to, you know, just live through it. It's bad. Have you, it's have you, really have bad. you had you? I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, and tell me if I'm wrong. Have you bombed? Oh my gosh, I was like, <laughs> there's not a kamikaze bomb for out there, like pilot out there that I haven't beat. I I I I have bombed and like there's times I get off the stage and I'm like well I live to bomb another day but what I also realize is I will bomb so hard into what I think and um, some people go oh, you're really good and I'm like really because literally nobody was laughing and they're like oh but I think you're funny and I'm like well maybe you should like pull that out of your mouth and like laugh but it's just sometimes people just don't get your humor. Sometimes right. it's an off night. And right. what I've learned, you're, you know, you're only as good as your last show. But after I bomb, sometimes I could just, I pull one out, you know, and I go, well, I know if I bomb tonight, then I got that out of the way. Yes. And now I'm going to go kill yes. later. Yes. Do you find it difficult well, to be, yeah. a, do you find it difficult to be a female and be a comedian? Well, I find it difficult to be female anyway, so that's a <laughs> But a female, but uh, female comedians, um, and it, they're you know I've gotten is into there extra this pressure? I mean, is there comedian. an extra pressure on you uh, to be it's, to be funny? I don't know if it's pressure. We it, it's I don't know if it's pressure. Like there's a lot of people who just go, well, women aren't funny. But it's that we can't say some of the same things that men can. Right. And that is not as – so it's hard. Um, I wouldn't – like, we all come from different walks of life. We all come from different sure. places. I could tell a joke the same as a guy could tell a joke. Sure. But guys sometimes get away with – like, we women, we can get away with certain things. But men do get away with some things that women just can't, like – Men don't, women, nobody wants to hear most of the time. I'm not going to say nobody, but like a guy can get up there and talk about his genitals or talk about going to the bathroom. And like a woman gets up there and talks about farting and there, everybody's like, ew, because it's, it's that not ladylike or something like, you know, right. so it's just, it's sometimes it's a double Standard and of course, if you get on a really good show, and it's with someone big, every men nobody ever says who did you sleep with to get on that show. 
So women, they're like, who'd you sleep with to get on that show? And I'm like, "Um, nothing. I don't sleep. I I did exactly what I had to do. I don't do that. But like, that's just, you can't, men are, they just don't question it as much. And no. so I, I guess that's that's why they're in. I've asked, why don't you hire more women and tour with more women? And they say it costs too much. Really? <laughs> because men and women can't, they can't share. If you, now I have no problem sharing a room with a guy that I know that I'm friendly with. Right. Um, if right. I go to, you know, trustworthy friends, but you know, they, you have to have separate rooms if you're you're touring, and a lot of times the headliner and the feature can split a room if they're guys or if they're both girls. Right. So not everybody's comfortable doing that. I, if if I know the person really well, it wouldn't matter to me because right. I know karate. No, I don't. I don't. But <laughs> I, I, I I have a rape whistle. No, I just don't, I don't, um, I know myself and that, you know, and most, most people, oddly enough, not a lot of people mess with me. And I, I think it's because of my RBS, but like, I, your a RBS. lot of people that get sexually What's harassed, that? I, my RBS, that's resting bitch face. Okay. Yeah, my RBS. <laughs> and I know I have it. Um. I guess just You're maybe it's me the middle right school now. teacher in me, okay. the meanness. I just have this mean attitude. I mean, you've met me. I, oh, I have. Funny because students and other people will say, you're so nice, but, boy, I never <laughs> want to make you mad. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not that mean. And they're like, no, but you have that potential. And I'm but like, you oh, have okay, well. RBF <laughs> I know I have it. One of the students told me I don't have it. He said I have F-A-F-O face. And F-A-O is F around and find out. Oh, okay. He yeah, he didn't say F around. He said the word. He's like, F around and find out. That's oh, your face was. And I was like, okay. 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 <laughs> I looked at him and I was like, well, you know what you're doing right now? You're F'ing around. So I probably wouldn't do that. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to find out. So. I, I have a mean face. I know. I I know. No, it's not a mean face. No, it's not. But but let me ask you this. Um, you do you do you consciously? I mean, I I know you were talking about earlier about you know testing out jokes and that kind of thing. But I mean, do you do you do you actually sit down like an SNL situation and write out your comedy? Yes and no. Um, when okay. it's time to write, yes. Like everybody's always okay. got to write every night, every day, every day. And I don't do that. I admit that I should be. But okay. it's hard sometimes to get it. You have to know what the subject is. Sometimes jokes are timely and they work really well. Sure. But then, you know, with everything, time passes. So those jokes, you want to write something that is kind of, relatable across the board. Right. But yeah, you have to, I will sit down and rewrite and then try to add and subtract and put things in. And, you know, I got to put a new joke in here, an old joke in there. And I do, you do sit down and you go, okay, I've got four things I want to write about and, and just start writing and just keep writing. And then you go through and you 
whole set out. I've sat with um, one of one of the female comics. We were sitting together, and she was like, "Okay, well, let's." I said, well, "I have to go up. I got three minutes. I I don't know what I'm going to do. I have to have a new joke." And blah blah blah. And I started writing. She goes, "I was like just saying jokes." She goes, "Yes, that's good." And I was like, "Okay," and because it was an open mic, an open mic, you're there to right. try out new things. So that's sure. what I did. I was like, "Well, I got a couple ideas. Is what about this?" Because I have it in my head, getting right. it to paper, and then, and then you know, I'm not good because I do have ADHD really badly. I <laughs> okay. am not good at remembering well, scripts. I I would be a right. great actress, but you have to. I'd have to improv some of it because I would like other things come in. I had that's that's also an issue for me. Sometimes it, it'll get the best of me. And I'll right. get up there and totally forget what I was saying, and I'll go somewhere else. <laughs> I go all totally off, and I'll say, you know what, I'm going to go off script and just start ranting about something. So that's <laughs> happened. Several, so, and then I realized, me, oh, what was I saying? <laughs> well, well, let me ask you this: How important is an audience to you? when you're up on stage? I mean, how important is their feedback to you? It's everything. It's everything. It is everything. If, okay. If, if they're not feeling it, if they're not laughing, they don't have to be, you know, boisterously laughing, but if they don't seem to be, uh, for me at least, when you feel like you're bombing and you have mm-hmm. to get through those jokes, if right. they're not reacting and they're just ignoring you, I mean, right. it's kind, of, but that's the good. That's the good part about being a teacher. I'm used to kids ignoring me, so <laughs> okay. these are adults. Like I'm used to being ignored, but I, but I don't find it as insulting to be in, you know, ignored by middle school kids, right? As I do adults, and so the adults, right. they'll, they'll just look at you and, uh, you know, it's not, and they might enjoy you, and they might right. not. Some right. people. Depending on your jokes, like people who are older and have daughter-in-laws do not think my father-in-law jokes are funny. They take it like and and there's some people they they and what I I find funny and I've had to tell certain comics this when they go oh they don't like it I'm like they're making it about themselves. Right. That joke has nothing to do with you. It's a joke. But you, but that also is that's you want to be relatable. So sure, sometimes sure. they're like, I don't think I don't think that's funny because I blah blah. I was like, well, if you don't, if you're not mean to your daughter-in-law, then I don't. Then the joke's obviously not about you. <laughs> so don't worry. Right, about right, it. right. Um, like, how did this just become about? How did this joke about my father-in-law become about you? And that's <laughs> where. Yeah, but you can generalize some. But, right. And, and when you say certain things, it's very telling to see the audience members. Like, um, I do a joke about parting your hair, and okay. certain things. And when I say it, you jo- I will watch the. And I was trying the joke out because my son gave me some advice, and um, okay. I brought it up in front of the audience, and okay. the whole like over half the women started like messing with their hair as soon as I said it. And it was almost in unison. And I was like, I looked over, I was like, don't think I didn't see this whole table just do that. 
and they all started right. laughing because they were like, oh, oh, my God. So, they, yeah. It's, I mean, not to give all my jokes, you know, but, like, I just talk about that there's ways you can do your hair, apparently, that gives off your age. Right. And my son told me, and there were women that, that had that hairstyle and literally were started, like, moving their hair around. And I was like, oh. <laughs> all right. And I was like, note to self, that joke works. I've got it, and the, but the problem is, it's a newer joke, so I have to remember to put it in. Right. So that's well, that's what, kind of a challenge. What What inspires you? I don't know. That's a hard one. As far oh. as like, where do I? I don't know. Well, my life, like this. <laughs> I don't know. That's such a deep question. I'm not a deep thinker. You're not a deep person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm pretty shallow. Like, you know, that lady got well, no. I am well, shallow. Well, um, you know, I, I was just, I was just wondering, you know, I mean, is it, is it other stand-up comedians that inspire you or is it things in life that you run into that you, well, that I you, think, that you, you find funny, you know, I mean, it, it, and that's the that thing. I find funny, yeah. Yeah. And you'll have other comedians. I actually was tell. I think I mentioned it to you in a conversation. Was I don't watch as I used to constantly watch comedians, constantly, right. and right. like the and and like my son, one one of my sons that I bond on, Tom Segura. We will watch him, and Bill Burr. Like we'll watch it, but then. Sometimes there's a parallel thinking and you don't do it intentionally. So where someone's got a joke and they go, you know, that person does that joke. So I've had someone say, oh, so-and-so does a joke just like that. If I've never seen it, but that joke's actually about my life, then nobody can take that, right? So that's one of the first things I learned was write about your life. Because if if it's your life, or it's like uh, a friend of mine that dates. Um, right. I love writing jokes about her dating life. But right. I, and I say, you know, it's about me because it could be, but there are a couple of them that her experiences, she would die if I pointed her out. So she's like, oh, and I'm like, oh, no, we're going to talk about that. And <laughs> I just, you know, that, that's that's coming up and things like that. Because some of the things happen and you're just like, no, that did not so you have to see it for yourself. And then you, when you live it, you can make your own jokes. Right. But there are, there are joke stealers out there, but you don't, you know, sometimes, especially if you're writing about marriage, like everybody has a middle child joke about being the middle child. Right. If you're right, a middle right. child. Yeah. You give middle yeah. child is redheaded stepchild. Right. Um, hey, yeah, that's me. And, and I am, I, Okay. We had a caller. Are you there? Um, okay. uh, yeah, we had a caller calling in with a question, but I guess they're going to call back. Hopefully, if you were holding it there, uh, please call back because Lisa Rod Davis would love oh. to talk to you about comedy. Uh, but anyway, you were talking about, um, we were talking about what inspires you. And you were saying, you really don't know because that's kind of a deep question. But I mean, I, I'm sure there are other <laughs> comics that you have had that have inspired you? Yeah, I mean, well, Joan Rivers. 
Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers. Okay. Hands down. She's just so, and I, you know, the way that she's able to, I actually love, there's some local comics um, in Orlando, and what I, I, I just find them to be so good to talk to the audience and so quick. And I need right. to learn how to do that right. better. Like I want to, I okay. want to be able to. In a conversation, I could, I could whip out jokes, but not, you know, just make jokes and little comments. But to be on stage and say and be able to have somebody say, "Heckling you" or whatever, to be able to, I want to be able to handle that a little bit better, and be able, to, right. I want to be able to have a quick comeback every time. Have you had heckling? Oh, but that, Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. yeah. I, there's hecklers that think that they're helping you, right? Because right. They want to talk right. to you, but like right. you, you are there, and it's good that they can participate. You can say, "Hey, are there any teachers?" And you ask them, "What do you teach?" And you can get in, but but we don't have to have an intimate conversation, right? So right. the whole show can't just be about the two of us talking, or you'll yeah. have. Somebody just like will yell stuff out. Um, I talked about breastfeeding once, and I had a woman just the whole show talk about my breast, <laughs> and I finally just turned my and I was like, "Dude, I'm I am am I allowed to curse on this?" I, I was like, "I'm strictly dickly. I don't. I am sorry, but that's not like you're just not for me, but not right, right. now. But I'm not right. saying I'm opposed, but just you know, at the moment, this is where I'm at, and." But she was just like, oh, yeah. And she, or they just talk to their table. People that sit right in the front and then proceed to ignore you and talk the whole time and look right. at you like, why are you up there? And it's like, why did you, if you came to the show, fine, but did, do you, you don't need to sit in the front and actively right. ignore me. Like, unless I, I could see an ex-boyfriend doing that or, I, you know, an ex-girlfriend doing that just to me, like sitting there actively ignoring and trying to get in your head, but it doesn't happen often. But when it does, I, be, I am not totally good at it. I'm a little not nice uh, about it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. not always. Is that something that's right. got to be done with, with, uh, I guess, practice? Well, if you don't want to get beat up, yeah. Right. Um, (laughs) And you have to be able to make a joke. You have to, like, make it funny and, you know, but kindly say, hey, you know, you girls over there, you know, you say something like, and sometimes it's hard to hear, kind of like it's hard to hear exactly what you girls are talking about. Apparently, blah, 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 blah. And then it, it's kind of like calling them out, but without being super confrontational. Right. And I just, you know, I I love the way there are a couple. There's one comedian, um, Ken Miller, who's okay. an Orlando-based comedian, and when he sure. when he's on stage, he tells his jokes, but he can look at someone's shirt and be like, okay, you know, oh, we brought in Living Color tonight. He just it just boom, and I'm like, how does he do that? He do that, it's, right? It's experience, but I'm I haven't always been confident to do that, and I have in the past sometimes, but I'm not as 
I'm not, I, I just not, I'm always worried because, well, you know, Will Smith really did make an impact on my, on my yeah, not wanting did. to call anybody out. Right. I used to be a little bit more brave. But like, right. if you come at me, the good thing is, in Orlando, if you come up and you go after a comedian, you're going to have a lot of people, a lot of other comedians are going to come to your rescue. That's so, good, though. That's camaraderie. Yeah. That's camaraderie, though. Yeah. You know? I, I, there have been local comedians who have been punched in the face. Oh, just my gosh. The guy just You've seen it? it? The, You've seen that before? Boom. Yeah. There's um, a couple times. and uh, Oh, my God. So, yeah. They, they, I, and you don't even know what you said that really upset them. Right? So. Right. You just have to watch. <laughs> like I, I don't carry a, a stun gun with me, but there are some you, know, you have to. But also, Boy, that would be an interesting to aspect to your comedy. comedy. Carrying a right? stun gun would be an interesting oh, aspect to your comedy. <laughs> Tell you be, what, be quite shocking. But yeah, I, that I, I wish I had a rim shot for that uh, one. Yeah, right. Damn. That was a pun. Damn, but that was good. The, um, I just don't know that. We there's there's I I think I posted the other day the best comedy sign. You are coming into a comedy show. There will be things that are offensive. There will be inappropriate language. If you are not comfortable with it, do not come in. And like you're forewarned, right? Right. So right. But I don't talk. I don't get. I don't. I don't get. I'm not a crude comic. So. You have some comics no. that really, really push it, and they just they just are crude, and they don't care, and they're like, I'm going to talk about what I want, and that is fine, and some right. of it's hilarious. Sure. But also, it, I can't do it because I'm just not – I'm comfortable doing it one-on-one, talking like that. Right, right. I just – I never know if my dad's in the audience, so. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> At least he was in the audience take... once. He will never come back. No. Oh, take okay. A call. You mind if we take a short break, and then we'll be back with Lisa Rod no, Davis, Orlando comedian, and we will be talking more about comedy, about stand-up, and about what makes a comedian work. And right after these messages. Thanks for listening, and remember, the best way to be unique is to just be you. Have you ever read a web article on the internet that really spoke to you? No, I mean really spoke to you. Well, let me tell you about Newsly. Newsly is the new and incredible audio app made especially for iOS and Android. Newsly picks up web articles about the most trending topics throughout the entire internet. And at any given moment, Newsly reads those web articles to you in a natural human voice. Browse your favorite articles from topics you choose Stop scrolling, start playing, start listening, and start learning. And Newsly has podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 40 countries. Our podcasts, Unscripted, Coffee Candy and Creative, and On Demand are there too. Go to www.newsly.me to download and use Newsly for free now. And if you use promo code BEUNIQUERADIO, all one word and with caps, Receive a one-month free premium description. For the first time in the history of the Internet, 
the web becomes listenable. Listen and learn with Newsly. If you like the show tonight, let us know. Call 321-417-4309 or email mary at beunique.org to ask how you can sponsor the show. It's simple and doesn't have to cost much at all. Visit beunique.org for even more details. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. Join the global world changers who already know how Be Unique helps bring together like-minded humans who are making the world a better place. Read the magazine and blog posts, watch our videos, listen to our podcast, and visit our social media from one location and let's work together. Change tomorrow by finding solutions today. Visit BeUnique.org to learn more. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. BeUnique works to change the world for a better tomorrow using digital mediums to connect the dots of the world through professional storytelling. We have all embracing all-inclusive heart and are always learning to create new things to revitalize and sustain old things. While recognizing our differences, we use positive and universal thinking to strategize for a positive outcome. We collaborate with people of all distinctions to create a better me, a better you, a better us. By caring for others, there's no room in our hearts for hatred, racism, or egoism. So, let our visions heal and keep the promises of what we will be. One day, by living helpful, caring, and happy, healthy, and essential lives. With the wonderful staff and volunteers at Be Unique, we will continue to pursue that dream by making the world a better place for everyone. From everyone at BeUnique.org, to our readers and listeners, thank you for all your support. There's so much more on the way. All right, it is 9.30, and we are back. It is unscripted. This is Be Unique Radio. I'm with Lisa Rod Davis, professional comedian from Orlando, Florida. And uh, we are talking about what makes things funny and how a comedian's mind works. And let me ask you this, Lisa. Lisa, you're a teacher. You're a teacher at a very, 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 very exclusive middle school, but do you draw your material from middle school? Oh, all the time. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. they, you know, some of the experiences you have with a lot of that, like I do um, on Facebook and um, Instagram and finally TikTok. The kids and really TikTok, you need yeah, to be doing. Say. Yo, and TikTok. Uh, even though the governor doesn't want me to. the um, <laughs> We do you know, fight the power. But the, the kids were like, you should do some videos. Well, uh, they don't, uh, they might find me. I don't know. But um, right. I'll right. do videos based on like parent phone calls and things that happen. But I don't do them right away. Like I make right. fun of the, the, the names of the kids that I've taught. Um, right. So like, and but I wait till they either graduate or they're past like the kids' names, like Havoc and Margarita, Tequila, and I had Major and Karma, and they were related. And Tequila and Margarita were related. 
So, like, those kind of names I hold on to, and I write about them after I know that it's safe to write about them so their parents don't come after me. So, yeah. (laughs) But I do get permission from some of them. Havoc is a a student, and he was, you know, caused a little bit of havoc in middle school. But to this day, like, I asked him, hey, I know you're – Getting older, do you mind if I I want to do? I started doing comedy. I'm gonna use your name, and he was like, I think that'd be awesome. So I'm surprised that some people are very. They're like, yeah, make fun of me, and I'm like, oh, okay. Then it's not as fun, but <laughs> I still do it. <laughs> so. Right, right, right. Well, listen, let me ask you this: um, when you're doing your comedy. Um, do you have, do you care? Um, let me ask you this. Uh, let me think about it for a second, how I want to phrase it. Uh, do you, do, do you, when you, do you have a particular theme that you're going after or do you just let it serendipity take its toll? When I'm doing my regular standup or when, right. When you're doing your regular standup. When I'm, when I'm, um, because I'm I have trying to like figure out, well, I'm just trying to figure out if you go into a show, uh, for lack of a better description, loaded. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're going into this show. You have exactly what you're going to talk about. You have the jokes all lined up. Um, I mean, is that something you consciously do, or do you let it just flow based on the gauge I of the temperature? I consciously do it. Oh, okay. Mine is – I'm very conscious. So – well, open okay. mic is more for that when you're doing stand-up. When for, okay. This is just the way I do it. But for, like, more to be more successful from what I've seen and what I've been told, like, you need to come up with what, like, your first couple. The first, When you first do open mics, you need a good three minutes. You need a tight, what they call a tight five. So you need to know what jokes you're going to do because right. you're timed. And right. you have to have a tight five, a tight seven, a tight ten, twelve, 15, 25, 30, like you have to know. And I, I mean, we all kind of go within those. And sometimes like you come into it thinking, all right, I was told I'm doing 15 minutes. I did a show once and they said, you have, you're going to do 25 to 30. And when I got there, they're like, you're going to do like 35 to 40. And I was like, what? What? So (laughs) I've already prepared in my head. Yeah. How long and what I'm going to do and which jokes, because I know, which ones take longer. So it really depends on your time limit. So right. like Saturday night I'm hosting, so I'll only be doing 10 minutes. I'm hosting a show, so I'll be doing 10. But if I'm the person that comes before the headliner, I do 25 to 30. It really varies. So that really does guide your jokes. Really? And if you're – if I'm – yeah, if I'm in a really um, – I've done – rooms that are very, you know, it's a red, so to speak. Well, Florida's a red state anyway. But when right. you go to an area and you know you're in a very red area, you, I, I, I tend not to do any political jokes. Um, really? But, oh, yeah. I, it, people, it's politics, religion, it's, it doesn't always go over well unless you're making right. fun of yourself. Um, sure. But politics it's just too hot of a thing. People don't don't want to hear about it, and they'll walk out. So really, you don't want to walk a room. 
Yeah, no. I I had a friend do a show, and I was like, do not do any Trump jokes. Do not do any Trump jokes. I'm telling you, I know this audience. I know what your jokes are. They are funny, but these the people that were here, they are not going to think it's funny. And he's like, right. no, no, no. And there's always someone that goes, yeah, but, yeah, but I have a funny one. Okay, they are funny to some people. I'm telling you, I have done this room before. They are not. And he went ahead and did it, and they just sat there and stared at him. And finally wow. someone yelled out, are you almost, are you almost done? And oh, jeez. Like, oh, That's got to be horrible. I, I felt so bad. Uh, yeah, and he was like, I'm that's quitting. That's got to be horrible. And I was like, I, the problem is you were told. Right. Don't do those jokes. Like, if you know right. your audience, I'm not going to, you just don't do certain jokes. So it so, sounds like when you're, it sounds like when you're touring or when you're doing different venues, you've gone ahead and studied what your audience is going to be. Yeah, I was eight times out of ten. There's always wow. I don't okay. like you will you go I'm here, I'm in Miami or I'm in Tallahassee or Georgia and you find out if you want to do a joke about like I'll do education and okay. I want to say something because you know you have two rival high schools. You say what are the two rival high schools? And you know, okay, what 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 area am I in? What's the best high school here? And like we want to talk so if I wanted to say, well, oh, you can't spell, obviously you went to such and such school. I That gets the audience kind of, you know, you want to be sure. more local. You can't sure. take a Publix, you can't take a joke about talking about Publix to Wyoming because they don't know no. what Publix is. So you right. have to use, what's your most expensive grocery store here? And you use, so you can make it, adapt that joke to that. Right, right. To that area, yeah. Right. And see, I think that's a I think that's a thing that a lot of people don't understand about stand-up comedy is the fact that it's it's there's a lot of work involved in making people laugh, you know. And there's a lot of yeah, research, a lot of homework, a lot of lot of lot of things that go into the whole shebang to make it funny. But you guys, and this is, and I've seen your it, comedy. You make it look so easy. Well, I fake a lot of things. <laughs> I, um, it's, I'm good at faking it. Ask me. Um, okay. But I would just say that I know all of my comedy. I all, like when I, the way I talk is right. just the way I talk. Like I'll say something and then I'll, and that's something I've been told I need to stop doing is I will trail off on something. It's just sure. a joke, you know, fake it. I say, oh, ask me. I say that and I trail off and right. I, People don't hear it. And they're like, you should say that louder. That was funny. And I'm like, oh, well, it's just the way I talk. But right. So that's a problem. But, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. It's not as – like some people think, oh, well, anybody can just get up there, get a mic. But then when you get it, it, it just doesn't naturally happen for a lot of people. Right. Some people right. it does. But – for me, it doesn't. For uh, most of the people I know, unless they're experienced, sure, someone that's new at it wants to get up there, and they go, "You got five minutes." Your first time you're getting up there, you have five minutes, and there's a huge difference. You're like, 
I have to fill five minutes. And if right. anybody sits for five minutes in silence, it's the longest five minutes of your life. Oh, I know. But even in classroom, if you're in a classroom with a really, really dry teacher, you're just like, this class is three hours long. But if you're in class with the one that boom, 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 you know, and can keep it moving, you're right. like, oh, my God, class is over already? So that's kind of the way comedy is. Cause, right. You know, if you're, if you're act, able to pull it out and you're able to make them relate and you can see, oh, they don't like this or they do like that, I, and right. you, you can kind of use that to guide you. If you have a bank of, of jokes, like I sure. have a bank of jokes and I know okay. it works and I like to put them in certain order. And sometimes I, I'll flip it depending on the, the other night. I definitely, I forgot one of my jokes. So I went ahead and did something else and then I okay. went somewhere else with that. And then I went back and I was like, now that's not my normal because I like it to be organized, but um, right. it worked. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, my time's up. I got to go. Right. So, right. Right. Yeah. And then yeah, but that's good. Cause then they're like, I want more. <laughs> right. And you know, you bring up something very interesting and I know a lot of our listeners may be wondering um, because they're tuning in. Um, what is some advice that you can give to a person who is thinking about becoming a stand-up comic? I mean, as a professional, Go to your mean, open what, what can you, what can you advise? You have to write and you have to write a lot. And then there's something called cut, cut the fat. Um, and you go to open mics, and open mics is where people are, you're going to, mostly comics will be there, right. but you're going to get some feedback there, and if okay. it's a friendly, a very friendly scene, then they can, you know, you can get to know some of the comics, they can help you, and once you write your good, really good jokes, that scene, and you're trying to fill that that time, so you're talking more, it's you got to learn to cut the fat. Right. That was hard for me. It still is. Was it? I, like, I'll start okay. to tell a joke. I'll start to tell a joke to somebody, and I'm like, and then I start explaining. I go, you know what? It's already too long. So then I have to write right. it down, and then I have to go, okay, what can I, how do I get this across with less words? Because oh, nobody, okay. you know, talk, it's just, if you're, sometimes you get, you can get lost in the joke just because there's listen, you know, you're trying to listen to somebody and you're like, get to the point. So you want to get to the point faster. Right. And I was told that by a comedian, um, Stephen Heitner. Do you know, he, um, Steve Heitner, Heitner, he is the, uh, Kenny Bannon from Seinfeld. Okay. Uh, he's a, you know, soup is not a meal. And he, I, I opened for him on a Friday night and I okay. said, I would be, really love it if you could just listen and you don't have to and he's like I did listen to your set this one joke you can see the audience like waiting and they hear the story get to it faster cut just you know, I don't know what to tell you to cut because it's your joke but right. like, get to it and I did and I mm -hmm. mean it went they it was and I got off the stage I was like oh my god I did it and he goes you, you did, did. And I was like, it, I was like, it worked. And he was like, yeah. And now the whole thing for him was, it's gold, Jerry. 
So he was like, you know what, Lisa? It's gold. And I was like, oh, gold, oh Jerry. <laughs> was like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep, and he was like, Lisa, that was gold. And I was like, oh. And then he went up on stage. And um, oh, that's fabulous. that so, must be an incredible experience, though. I mean, to have that happen, to have that said to is. you. You know, it must be an amazing thing as a comedian. I always ask this question because I'm always curious as to what the person will say. But where do you see yourself in five years with your comedy? God, in five years, I still have to be teaching. So, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, I hate to throw that at you. But, you know, I, I just I, I always say, want to know what people are thinking, you know, especially in a, such mean, a incredible, you know, in, in incredible competitive yet rewarding um, uh, job. I mean, where do you where do you see yourself in five years as a comedian? Uh, well, I, my goal would be yeah. touring more, like okay. a lot, okay. a lo- like further. So I, my goal would be someone to pay for my plane ticket. So, oh, okay, um, okay. okay. And, yeah, I want to be able to do that and and have that freedom and do sure. the tours and, you know, be regularly going different. Like, really, I want to be able to say, like, oh, I'm going to Tucson, Arizona, because – and there's a club there, and so to be able to yeah. be known yeah. more nationwide, yeah. um, there's a, a comedy club called Laughs in Tucson. It sounds crazy, but my dad's family's from Tucson, and I'm like, I really want to go to Tucson. I want to perform at that club. I want to be in Tucson because yes. my, I and I so I want someone to pay because that's an expensive ticket. So I need someone to pay for my ticket to go to Tucson. Uh, if anybody, so if anybody's listening. If anybody's listening, we need to take it to Tucson <laughs> immediately. I know. Now, I got a place to stay. Uh, exactly. Now, Lisa, uh, in our last few minutes, uh, can you please tell us where people can reach you and how people can get a hold of you and how you can perform? Please give us all your information. Um, you can find me if you like most of my skits and things like that. are. I'm on social media at Lisa underscore Rod Davis, R-O-D-D-A-V-I-S, and that's my Instagram talk, my Facebook, um, and so that's where you'll find this, and I always have my things, uh, dates. I've kind of slowed down right now because I was getting school, trying to get my feet under me for school. This weekend, I will be, I'm doing a private show actually in uh, down Vero Beach, but then next oh, wow. weekend, I will be at... Um, Magnolia Wine Company in Utah, oh, okay. which is going to be an amazing show. And then um, I'm going to be performing, um, opening for Dean Napolitano, who is 100% amazing. He's given me okay. some of the best advice. Um, Great. Tell me to learn how to be happy with silence. Um, Great. Then I'll, at the 16th, I'll be in Cocoa Beach at a place called the Cloud Parlor, which is a Kava bar. And the 24th, I'll be over in Lakeland, um, I, and then I moved down to Coco, and I'm just, I have, like, I'm trying to go through. So I basically put them on, I post them, and you'll see where I'm at, and sometimes if it's certain rooms, um, 
I'm able to get put your name on a guest list if people contact me. Perfect. Perfect. And again, can you give us that ad, uh, web address again? It's um, Lisa. It's just the um, any of the. I don't have a website yet, so I just okay. have. It's at Lisa, Lisa underscore Rod Davis, which is R O D D A V I S, and that's because I, I shoved my name. The kids did it. They shoved my name, Rod Davis, <laughs> and they pushed it into one. And they, it was too much. It was too much for them to say, so they just call me Rod right. Davis. Right. And now I don't want them to because I don't want them to find me online. So okay. <laughs> they gave, you're hi- they gave me you're hiding from the kids. And now, okay. and now I, they gave me the stage name, and now I don't want them to use it. So, okay. Yeah. One, one of the girls was like, your TikToks are great. I was like, please delete me. You don't know me. Okay. Don't okay. tell anybody. <laughs> Lisa Rod Davis, I want to thank you very much for being on the show this evening. Thank you so much. It has been an education, and it's also just made me laugh through an entire hour almost. So, again, uh, I want to thank you for being on the show. I hope you'll come back when things are kicking. And um, thank you. And I hope you have a great evening. Thank you. This right. has been a very fast hour. Look at that. I know. Well, hey, you know, we've had some great comedy, and uh, we've had some great insight because, I mean, it, it is amazing to me, uh, again, like I said at the beginning of the show, that all you have up there on stage is a microphone, but you transform and transport people to a great place of laughter, of happiness, of joy, and that's something a lot of people can't do, and it's a gift. And you've got it. So uh, I really want to thank thank you you. for being on the show. And uh, I hope you'll join us again. Thank you so much. All right. Well, Lisa Rod Davis, have a great evening. And that is our show for the night. We hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, please join us again next Thursday night at 9 o'clock for another script.